Oh. <laughs> it's my first time here. I'm not just gonna kick in the door. You know what, the new guy just bust in. <laughs> we set it up for you, man, and you failed us. Now we know your work ethic is shit. This is episode four of the Film Vice, technically five if you count our Good Friday episode. Do you count that as episode four? I'd say like 3.5. All right, well, we're full four on the Film Vice. Thank you for listening. Anybody that's tuning in to us once again, it is me, Javier, joined by my co-host, Paul. What's up? How's everyone doing? And we're joined by a very special guest, Mark Lovett. What's up, Mark? Oh, hello. Good to be here. Very special guest. Very special guest, yes. We got a better parking spot for him and everything. Any water or anything, you know, you're, you're welcome to get it yourself. <laughs> I was surprised that there was actually stuff going on as far as movie news, so it's a little refreshing with everything being There's so been a lot of things delayed. that are changing up, like Matt Reeves making some statements and all sorts of, like, whether other movies are going to be delayed or not. It's it's refreshing to know that the cinema world is going to be thriving here soon, hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> it was in a decline to begin with, right? I mean, it has been for like three weeks. <laughs> and that can do a lot to, to a company, can it? Well, I mean, overall, people going out to the movie theaters to watch movies, it seems like coronavirus or no coronavirus, home releases were probably going to be a thing that, that was going to be here to stay. That's true. They just kind of pushed it forward. Well, I think one thing that's really, you know, even if America kind of relaxes on the shutdowns and everybody starts getting back out, if China is still shut down, then a lot of movies are still not going to come out. I think the most recent Fast and Furious movie, they said they're going to push it all the way back to next year. Thank God. I know. Oh, no, not my Fast and Furious. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> I just went for the saddest number. Yeah. I think that's 10 if you count the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Or maybe Hobbs and Shaw completes the 10, which is ridiculous to say. I mean, we used to make fun of the Rocky movies. Paul, this would be a good time for me to fill you in on how out of touch I am with a lot of modern cinema. Okay. Do they have a canon? It's the laziest canon, man. It's always a relative they didn't know was around every time. <laughs> oh, this person had a brother. Oh, this person had a daughter. It's just a little silly. And 10 years later, Michelle Rodriguez shows back up and everybody acts like, now it's going to get good. Now we got Michelle back. Didn't they try and kill her off once already? And they're going to do it again. Ronda Rousey definitely tried. Rod, Wait, okay. Ronda Rousey was in Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and she she had a whole fight scene. With, not only was she a mainstay villain, but she had a whole fight scene against Michelle Rodriguez because, of course, they had to pair them together. Did they fight on racing cars? In dresses and heels, yeah. Smashing through glass, all sorts of stuff. I don't recommend that movie. I don't know. I don't know. I think you might have just told me. You can just YouTube that clip. That's... <laughs> My my uh, my sister in law brought up something to my attention. So I I like to watch movies and try and find flaws. She she was watching Titanic, and this never occurred to me that when Rose died, she did have a husband, she had kids and stuff, but she just ended up ditching all those people that she knew and loved, chose to haunt a ship with Jack for the rest of her life. Did they show her die in in Titanic? 
I mean, they kind of like they kind of show and what you assume that she fell asleep and she dies in her sleep because then she she's like walking on the Titanic and she sees Jack and everyone who died on the Titanic and stuff like that. But they didn't establish she was walking. Yeah, so it could it could have been a dream. Not sure that I'm, I completely buy that it was her walking through the ship. And that, but then again, the camera does turn around to reveal her. But it, it could also be a dream. You know, you, you, uh, it, it could be that. Her last delirious moments on Earth with, with her mind flooded with DMT. She's just, <laughs> Jack, come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> he came back and you left your husband for him. That's That's what happened right there. And she threw out that diamond to her niece or granddaughter, whoever it was, you know, just for the sake of... Pay their way through a couple of generations of college, at least, with a rock like that. They, they could have paid for vacations or wedding or something. I mean, granted, I'm sure he's doing fine money-wise, but still, you know, like, that could have helped out with something. So they established the old lady was related to the blonde one that was part of their crew? Yeah, I think uh, in the beginning she says who she is to her, like, this is my granddaughter or this is my grandma or something, you know. I guess I wasn't attuned to the finer details of Titanic because I've seen it an infinite amount of times. I didn't realize it ended with a ship full of ghosts. It's been a while since I've seen Titanic. That, yeah. The, I... <laughs> Titanic's pretty fucked up. It's pretty... <laughs> I mean, like I said, you can... You can take it as a dream if you want. Uh, I mean, but I, I, I took it as, you know, ghosts, you know, pretty like, bold, I figured Titanic. the old lady died in her bed and, you know, that's where sh- her heaven is or whatever, you know, but I mean, her husband's not even there or anything. She doesn't even mention him by name once, neither of her kids. <laughs> think of, think of the insurance hell that the the crew had to go through having the old lady die on them like that i mean she's obviously important and she's one of the only survivors of the maiden voyage that are still living and then she goes on this trip for her to tell a story and then she ends up dying Mm -hmm. i mean i'd have questions i'd sue and she wasn't even insured to be on that ship at the time (laughs) i think when her husband dies He's gonna get dragged to the Titanic. Too. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Where the fuck am I?" <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna wait. That's his purgatory. But yeah, he's gonna get dragged down there, and he's 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 gonna meet Jack, and it's gonna get off. <laughs> that's, now that's that's the Titanic two sequel I want to see right there. <laughs> yeah, but how unfair would it be that when her husband dies of an old age, he has to meet a Leonardo DiCaprio in his prime Jack? I mean, I, I wonder who the ghost Rose is going to pick. I mean, she's going to, you know what I mean? Who is she going to hang out with in the afterlife? Leo, Leo wins every time. <laughs> Jack's going to be like, how many times did you draw your wife? <laughs> all the time she would never stop asking me to do it and then she would just sigh and say no it's not the same (laughs) the first time i saw that movie i went with my cousin and this was like when i lived in the middle of nowhere going to a movie was like a big deal and she said she was babysitting me she says come on we're gonna go watch a movie and i get totally stoked you know we drive out to the theater she says, yeah, it's called Titanic. I said, what the hell? Like the ship? She says, yeah. I was, it was hell for me. It was hell. A, a kid. Like 
I was, ex I don't know, maybe I was expecting like action. And by the end of it, she was crying and I've never been more confused in my life. Like why this, why this girl was just sobbing uncontrollably. So maybe that's why I, I never went back to Titanic too fast. I think seeing it the way I did was enough. Was the, was that your first nude female that you saw on screen? Because it definitely was for me, I got to say. Okay, funny you mentioned that. My, I remember my cousin covering my eyes. What a bitch. I mean, you go out of your way to go with her to watch this movie. And the only redeeming part that maybe you could like salvage for yourself to have a little bit of a good experience. And she takes it from you. For what? Modesty? Fuck. She's off. covering my eyes and I'm like, I've seen Die Hard. Come on. Okay, come on, man. Die Hard. Yeah. Give him a titty or two. Yeah, one nipple. It's not even that risque. It's more artistic than anything. I've I've sat for hours trying to like decode the scrambled channel, you know, and you you finally make out what's happening, and you think I can't handle a minute of nipple, <laughs> full clear nipple. Kevin Smith is is opening a movies restaurant. Oh wow. Yeah, well, I mean, it is a, a limited launch little pop-up one, kind of like how they did Los Pollos Hermanos from Breaking Bad at Austin uh, City Limits. That's awesome. I remember uh, when Clerks 2 came out, I bought, like, the collector's edition or special edition, you know, where it came with, like, a cup and a name tag and stuff. I wanted it to come with a shirt, but it didn't. I think it had a hat, if I remember correctly. I have the shirt to this day. On his website, they made it seem like it was an actual button-up, like from the movie. And for the price of what it was, it, it would seem that that's what you would get. But then when it comes in the mail, it's just a like a tuxedo t-shirt, except it's made to seem like a button-up. <laughs> Dang, that sucks. Yeah. That would just take me out, out of it. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's it's all right. I mean, it's... it's but I mean, I'm gl I'm glad I still have it. I must have kept it for a reason. Over the years, I must have not given a fuck about it. Uh, so many shirts that have lost their their way. But that one, I definitely made a point to keep. Nice. Yeah. And this pop-up restaurant, it's, it's like a collaboration with Postmates, the delivery. And he's doing it directly for a, a coronavirus charity. Uh, they'll deliver movie food to your door. And they'll even include hater tots. Um, if for anybody <laughs> who's seen Reboot... Uh, that's a that's a big part of a reboot is the hater time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'd love to get my Cal Tipper on, man. Yeah, that's me great. too. I really would, and it just sucks that it's only in California, unfortunately, and it's only for like a week. Each meal comes with a signed reboot card, uh, like a personalized card. I don't know if it's personalized actually, but it's a card from Jane Silent Bob reboot, and it's signed by Kevin Smith, and that comes with every meal. Or at least it says while supplies last, so. Is it a real signature or a stamp? Who knows? I mean, we have to buy one to find out and start rubbing on, on the card, which would suck if it's real and then we fuck it up. Like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get two just in case. <laughs> Not only does it show that you don't trust Kevin Smith, but you just lost this card signed by Kevin Smith. <laughs> by the way, the, the fundraiser is No Us Without You. And they provide food for families of undocumented restaurant workers during the COVID-19 panic. I, I did not know that. Oh, wow. I just read that right That's now. That's interesting. He does live in California, right? He doesn't live anywhere else? Yeah, he, he lives in California. He has to keep his finger on the pulse. And this, this company, actually, the, the fundraiser one, he they've done 
two pop-up restaurants before for charity and one was a, a Saved by the Bell restaurant where they had a bunch of people that just looked like Saved by the Bell characters in there and the other one for Good Burger from the All That sketch. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I would have eaten a good burger. Yeah, that would have been great. Especially if they got Kel to do it. I mean, if it's in L.A. and, I mean, maybe he's in the area, right? L.A. won't let them. <laughs> L.A.'s got you now. <laughs> <laughs> the Hangover 4. Oh, God, don't tell me. A, is there a Hangover 4? Or do they stop at 3? Listen here, directors, our studio. Hangover 4, what do you guys think? Oh, we got this script three years ago. Here you go. <laughs> Here, we wrote it for you. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> Third one was terrible. I barely even remember it at all. It was so underwhelming. And I can't tell you one fucking thing from the third one other than there's like some pig masks. And I know John Goodman's in it. And that's it. <laughs> I haven't even seen the third one, honestly. I, I remember parts of the second one, but I haven't. I don't remember too much from it. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I remember praising it up and down. To anyone who would listen to heed my word, like just ringing a bell, hang over to, hang over to everyone. You know, the, with the with the releases being at home and everything, the the new Trolls movie, the kids movie, Trolls World Tour, had the balls to go on record and say that they broke the record for biggest on demand premiere of at home release of a movie. And which streaming uh, site is this? I see it on Xfinity, but it's it's available across a bunch of stuff. Oh, so it's like, oh, okay, so it's like a video on demand thing. Like, how many people are after renting Trolls Two are really gonna buy it again? They'll probably <laughs> download it illegally. I mean, some of the bigger studios, like um, uh, what I don't know what studio released uh, Bloodshot, but they put that movie out for to own, you know, right away. And that movie had come out like maybe two or three, you know, weeks beforehand, you know, and it wasn't out in theaters for too long. I would say only like a week or two, and they immediately put it for on-demand release. Bloodshot is what, like twenty dollars? Yeah, with about the same price as Trolls. Oh shit! Seriously. But trolls you're renting instead of buying. Uh, man, I'd I'd have to look at that. I'm I'd be very surprised if if they're having a rental at twenty dollars, even for trolls. But I mean, I guess it makes sense because they have to figure that for a movie like that, you'd be going with a family, so they're not going to charge you for one ticket. Hmm. That's what I was thinking too. But I mean, that's that's the reality, sir. <laughs> that movie, though, man, does the worst for okay. Just real quick, it's and this is just for my own sanity, but my son, he's obsessed with that One More Time song by Daft Punk. And just by the title itself, you're, you're not able to escape Daft Punk hell. Because if he asks you to listen to One More Time in your head, you're already like, fuck, he wants to hear it again one more time. And then as he's singing it, he's like, one more time. And then as soon as he ends, the song ends, he asks one more time. And then is he saying the song title or is he singing it or is he asking to fucking hear it again? Motherfucker, talk to me. I just, I, I, I fucking hate that song. And I'm, I'm just, I'm at my wits end. And then when this movie came out, I was so fucking happy to see that the biggest musical piece in this movie was one more fucking time by Daft Punk. <laughs> and, and it, it hurts me again that it's this song one more time. Do you see what I mean? Do you fucking see what I mean? Like, this is Daft Punk fucking hell for me. 
<laughs> I never expected the biggest enemy out of this whole fucking lockdown that we're having is Daft Punk. This is an unfortunate casualty of, of this fucking coronavirus. <laughs> Why did Daft Punk have to die? I, actually, before we get too far from it, I can't believe they made a Bloodshot movie. Valiant, who I guess is trying to make it look like they're making a comeback. I'm not totally That's familiar. Valiant Comics. For, for anyone listening, uh, Valiant Comics, the people behind, or it's what Bloodshot is based off of, is the, the comic book character Bloodshot by Valiant Comics. Yeah, I actually had a big old box of comics that I had received as a gift, and most of it was Valiant. And uh, I got to tell you, you'd think a big box of comics, it doesn't matter what it is, but it does. It really does. And most of their series that I remember were basically made as like, hey, this could be a collector's item. Because they always really pushed first run and they would advertise things like first appearance of this character. It's like, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who, what your first appearance is if no one gives a shit. <laughs> well, they were doubling down on, they were kind of gambling on, on the success of the character. That, okay, that's not gambling. That's like going to the edge of a cliff and being like, God, catch me. And just jumping off. You look at the characters, and they're just so. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm not trying to shit on Valiant here. I'm, you know, because it's not like I read every single thing. So there could have been some good stuff in there. I don't know. But just from the the general, what you and you have basically every comic from a company in your possession, and you don't feel compelled to read hardly any of them. I think that that says a lot. And the one guy that you're, you're talking about, Bloodshot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm talking about Bloodshot. Is a guy that looks like a japanese vampire who's super patriotic with a bruce wayne-ish haircut it's <laughs> very strange well they got rid of the haircut definitely for the movie oh well now i hate it because they're not staying true to the comic what the fuck bloodshot <laughs> fans deserve better we don't wait 20 years for you to fuck his haircut up <laughs> they do deserve better because i mean just to put the you know cherry on the top it's uh, vin diesel that's playing bloodshot <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Okay. I I did not realize it was Vin. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming Valiant probably had a lot of say so in the movie, or at least somewhat say so. But uh, there's there's a series on YouTube called Bat in the Sun, and they've done like little mini episodes of Bloodshot in their series, uh, and the person who plays it is uh, Jason David Frank. Which is, uh, as oh. some of y'all know, the, the 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 Green Ranger and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. And I feel, it, I mean, it's 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 got to be a mix, a missed opportunity, because I mean, he, in my opinion, he looks a little bit more like the character, and you know, he they already have like a a, a semi-established fan base of people who watch those series already. Why wouldn't they just expand it onto there, you know, and have that character do? I don't know if maybe. It was in production before all that happened, or, but I don't know. Yeah, but this guy's like literally white, like white as a wall. <laughs> he's like, well, now he's Vin Diesel, you racist prick. <laughs> but I mean, that's nothing that makeup can't fix, right? I mean, you know, if you need someone white, you just you know color him white. <laughs> I don't think he's white in the movie. I mean, I, I've seen the the trailer for it. He doesn't look like white like caucasian he looks like a swatch at home depot for 
what you're going to paint your kitchen. He's he's eggshell. <laughs> Off eggshell. He's yeah. eggshell, eggshell white. So I listened to the episode. If you get, I just wanted to to bring this up about blank check. Mm-hmm. Ah, our favorite movie. Yeah, I know. How could it not be? The kid gets away with all kinds of everything from petty crime to felonies. So memories came flooding back. And even as a kid, when I saw Blank Check, I thought, there's no way it lost me. But I could see the the lust, right, for all the for all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think it tried, from what I remember, it tried to drive this message towards the end of, Hey, money's not everything. Possessions aren't everything. But it's hard to retain that message when this kid was just like having a fucking blast. Like his downfall was just what I think he was. What was he an asshole to somebody? No, he he was a good kid overall. I don't I don't think he. Mostly everyone was a prick to this kid. The how did he get find, okay. found out in that uh, through the through the undercover FBI agent who was trying to get close to whoever bought that house who who he used the pseudonym under. <laughs> Goddamn feds. Turns out she didn't really like this eight-year-old boy. She was just she just wanted the money. Look, that's that's the real lesson right there is that money can buy you everything, and once it's gone, everyone leaves. There it is. Well, damn, that's the realest kids movie ever made. (laughs) There's so many movies like Blank Check that exist, though. Do you have any movies like that from your childhood? Oh yeah, Slappy and the Stinkers. Just you know, I just happened to take notes on it, man. Honestly, this movie's got uh, everybody, everybody that you can want in a '90s kids movie. It has BD Wong, who you know just punched super fucking high in this movie. He was way better than it deserved for him to be. That's very surprising to hear. It it surprised me. I mean, it's like he's a goofy headmaster for this like private and the groundskeeper is a total stoner his her uh, his right-hand woman Stifler's <laughs> mom oh uh, wow. Jennifer yeah Jennifer Coolidge and her voice is just fantastic <laughs> it always is <laughs> very yeah. unmistakable she should do more voice acting is that her real be, voice right? I mean well it's like it's, it's like Larry the cable guy where that's technically his real voice, he just amplifies it. Well, I mean, I was very surprised by Larry the Cable Guy on how he talks in real life. I mean, I, I would have been convinced full on that that was his regular voice. But then when I heard him talk normal, I, I mean, that blew my fucking mind. So, yeah, maybe maybe Jennifer Coolidge is, is right up there. Maybe. She just, she she does that voice a little bit. And then one day she just turned it all the way up for fun. And someone's like, oh, my God, can you just do that the whole Cast movie? Her. Somebody was, like, smoking one of those. They had a cigarette and a cigarette holder and, like, a monocle. Her! Get me her! <laughs> BD, BD Wong was the 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 most regular, I, what, okay, I guess the most routine role in Special Victims Unit. Everyone else had a little bit of margin to work with as far as character, like... They'll have a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And it's it's not always so cut and dry. Like even Ice-T had a little bit more to do sometimes. But B.D. Wong was just always the fucking just there to explain what happened. And then he's out. 
And ladies and gentlemen, I present BD Wong. There it is. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So today's case involved anal fissures. <laughs> I just like them to come in one day and be like, "Listen up, you bunch of dumbasses! This is what's I'm, going I mean, on." I, it's so rare to see them in any other movie. I mean, I I couldn't other than Slappy and the Stinkers. I I couldn't name another movie where BD Wong's in it because he he always plays such small little, basically cameos. Well, if you look at how at how long he's been doing television. You know, I imagine he wouldn't have a lot of time for, for movies. and Yeah, I'd use that as an excuse, too. We can't have too many funny agents. We already have that one guy from Always Be My Baby. Oh, God, I don't remember his name. But, yes, he's been in, like, every recently in everything. He's on uh, Fresh Man, Off the Boat. Man, if anyone can help, help us out with that. I know it's something simple. Are you thinking of the guy from Community? That no, Ken Jong is the one from Community. Oh, Randall Randall Park. Randall Park. Wow, that's not what I thought. His I name assume you said yeah. that Asian guy. Apparently, there's like six on this show. So what show are you talking about? Uh, Always be my maybe. Oh yeah, it's no, it's a movie. It's actually a pretty good movie, man. I I really like that movie. Did you watch that movie, Paul? I did. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was hilarious. Especially with the surprise uh, Keanu Reeves cameo, that was I wasn't expecting that when I because I think I just I didn't watch the trailer. I just pushed play because I like Randall Park. Yeah, I didn't do that for that reason. I wanted to watch it for just one clip that was on Facebook, and it was like him dancing in front of a mirror, smoking a joint, and then his dad walks in and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Smoking a joint, dancing in front of a mirror." And I just thought that was hilarious. Like it was, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. And uh, that got me to watch it. Finally, a movie that's honest. This summer, one man, one mirror, one joint. So what was, uh, give, give us, give us the, the rundown we all need or the, the rundown we didn't know we deserved of Slappy, Slappy and the Stinkers by Marky Marvel. Take it away. Now, I, I've started going back to some movies from my, my childhood in the 90s. And I've kind of pieced together. You got two kinds of 90s movies. I feel like there was two eras in the 90s. You had what I like to call 80s, 90s. And then you had prime 90s. So you had 80s, 90s where we're still like feeling it out. And we still got the pastel shirt, khaki shorts everywhere. Um, it was kind of we're a mess. We're still saying rad. We, yep. You still got rad. You still got the squiggly stuff. Anybody who's seen Saved by the Bell intro, you you know what I'm talking about. The dark, the dark times, and then you got prime '90s where the guys have horizontal polo shirts. Girls are tomboys, but they're still feminine. They got that balance. This is definitely a prime '90s movie. It takes place sort of like the middle of nowhere. So the movie. Uh, I've already mentioned it. It, it takes place at this uh, private academy. You have a group that B.D. Wong, the headmaster, refers to as the stinkers, basically troublemakers, ne'er-do-wells, you know, the, the rascal. The main character, like the main kid, is played by Joseph Aston, who is the voice that's, of... That's uh, Sonny, right? That it, yeah, yeah, that's Sonny. He was the voice of Otto from Rocket Power, which any kid in the 90s who watched Nickelodeon yeah, he totally beefed it. 
probably took a few years off his life doing that voice. This movie is only an hour and like 10 minutes long. And after realizing that, that put it together in my head. Oh, that's why I watched this movie so much when I was a kid. Because it was only an hour. It was, you know, I wonder why I watched this movie all the time. It was because it was like a, like a fucking booty call. It was just quick. Like, all right, made me laugh a little. Now I can go back to my day. I made a little count. And I think anytime I, I watch a, a movie from my childhood, I'm going to make this count. How many crimes did the main cast of children commit? And because uh, I started thinking about Blank Check, I was like, that that knocks all of them. I haven't seen Blank Check in forever, but I know definitely crimes committed. So just to spoil a little bit, which I should preface this for our listeners. Yes. If you, have, if you haven't seen the 1998 gem that is Slappy and the Stinkers, please. Back out just, now. A quick, just a quick rundown on the crime count that these kids do. So we got, we got theft. We got stealing some property. We got endangering an animal. We got breaking and entering into a property that is not their own. And we have what could be argued as attempted murder. So the culmination to slapping the stink is I can't have people hanging on too long. Um, they arrive middle of nowhere, fucking giant ass water slide. They're teetering on the, on the edge of this giant ass water slide. High stakes. High stakes. Everybody's in it. Their whole lives flash before their eyes. They go down the water slide or some shit. I honestly kind of forgot. Um, they do some kind of... They, they save the day. I'll, I'll throw that. If, if you want to see the movie, you should see the movie. I won't spoil... You went from how it ends going exactly. down a slide to they saved the day. I just want to make that clear. For Slappy and the Stinkers, after all the conflict, they go down a slide. They're being pursued. They're teetering on the edge. High stakes. <laughs> they go down the slide and save the day. Right. But how did they save the day? You don't know. You got to tune in and find out. Um, I've tantalized the audience enough. Now, they end the movie on these mock-up news magazines. The first one is Stinkers Save the Day Awarded President's Medal. <laughs> um, now... Did did all of them get? Is it like one medal represents the group, or did they each get an individual medal? Included? I would be very upset if there was only one medal. Yeah, for sure. That's like one trophy for all of them. That's, that's yeah. That's and bullshit. how how <laughs> expensive could that be? Right? I mean, it's the fucking U.S. It's government. not like it's made out of precious titanium. Oh, uh, average of fewer than eleven per year since nineteen ninety three. So he's they're in a very exclusive club. Michael Jordan. Babe Ruth, Tiger Woods. They didn't re revoke Tiger Woods' award after he won the biggest adulterer award? No, I think they decided he could hold those simultaneously. Just not in the same state. You can't be both. You're either a cheating fuck or a great golfer. And I gotta tell you, man, I'm not a great golfer. <laughs> Golf will only save you so much, Tiger Woods. Slappy and the Stinkers too. Casting Couch. That works so well. That sounds that sounds like the porn parody of it. Honestly, it really does. That's <laughs> like a legit one. I could see that one like really working out. Yeah, you may have just made someone a lot of money, Marvel. Still, a lot of porn directors listen to our podcast. 
So their stock just went up, sir. Thank you. You know, you know, slappy, slappy two casting couch is pretty good until the stinkers had the orgy. Then it just lost me. <laughs> it went all Stephen King on me. That's the day they all bonded. When when I was a like a child, I mean a child, I got into my parents' like bookshelf and I found Christine. And it was just this big red book with this fucking car on the front that looked evil as fuck. And I said, man, this is this is cool. I'm going to read this. I was a big reader, you know, so I'd read all kinds of shit. I think I made it to like the second page. And one of the characters asked another character, uh, do you know what pussy smells like? Or like something like that. And I just closed the book and I said, yeah, I'm not ready for this. Whatever this book is about. Good for little you knowing your limitations at that age. <laughs> yes, you're very reserved. The the willpower alone, I would have I would have dove straight in. What does it smell like? Tell me, Stephen. <laughs> I'm gonna tell everyone at school tomorrow. Hey, Jimmy, do you know what pussy smells like? Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about your son. I think he read Christine. You need to get down here. He's oh, trying no. to run people over with his death. On a different note, his reading level is outstanding. <laughs> you know, James Gunn says that uh, James Gunn, the, the guy behind everyone's favorite movie, The Suicide Squad, uh, he says that the coronavirus will not delay the Suicide Squad sequel, so things are just getting fucking worse out there. Did it, uh, did it finish filming? I don't know. Did did you guys see Suicide Squad? Did it do anything for you? No, I mean that, that, that fucking movie was dumb as hell, man. Like you got this this ragtag of group of antiheroes going after a sorceress who's powerful enough to create an actual machine that destroys the world. If you if you have the power to make a fucking machine like that, just destroy the world. Or just take it the fuck over. What, what this, that's, that's the most ridiculous plot ever, man. Yeah, but they got Harley Quinn, and she has a baseball bat. <laughs> and Will Smith, he can shoot shoot guns really well. Oh, man, I guess you're right. I just don't think, because it's so unbelievable, the amount of power the sorceress has. What, what do they call it? The, the, uh, I want to say. What was her name? Enchantress. Because she's got the Suicide Squad stopping her. <laughs> we told you. Will Smith. <laughs> Margot Robbie. There's a, a girl with a katana. Named Katana. They have one guy. Just one guy who has the power to deal with supernatural abilities. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> There's also the, the, the flame. The flame guy. With oh, with very a very deep backstory. Oh man, like very deep. Oh, don't forget Keller Croc. That's uh, yeah. I don't. The the makeup artist can't let me forget Killer Croc. They they've effectively polluted my mind with with how he fucking looked. Congratulations to James Gunn for still getting work. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware with the whole Guardian of the Galaxies two fiasco where you got kicked out because of some tweets he had made. Yeah, James Gunn probably deserves better than that. 
Probably not. I'm not sure. Who knows? All I know is that tweets aren't really that important for people to be losing such big parts of their career to it. Obviously, Kevin Hart, James Gunn, but yeah, like you, I'm definitely glad he's still getting work. You know, I recently watched Wet Hot American Summer. Have you guys seen that? I've seen um, the. I haven't watched like the the old. I saw the ten year reunion or whatever the 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 Netflix show, and I had yeah, I had no idea it was a movie or TV show, uh, whatever it was beforehand. Um, so I was watching it, and I was just like, I throughout the whole thing, I was like. I feel like I'm missing like a lot of things, you know, like there's just something not right. And, you know, sure enough, when I looked it up, I was like, Oh, that, that, that explains it right there. <laughs> so then I just, I immediately stopped watching from that point on. And then, uh, I, I actually haven't, uh, picked it back up cause I haven't, uh, found the spot with, uh, the actual movie yet. David Wayne, the director of wet hot American summer, he's, he made Wanderlust, and he's also part of the group uh, Stella with Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter. Yeah, uh, I think anybody that watched uh, Comedy Central, when did it run? Probably mid-2000s. And it's just ridiculous comedy. And when I say ridiculous comedy, I mean, it's really off the wall. But it's so great, I guess in my opinion, and it doesn't land with a lot of people. I've I've shown some Stella stuff to some people who have said this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. I love Stella personally, and and I, I think I think they're amazing, and I think David Wayne is amazing, and one of his movies, Wet Hot American Summers. I mean, Wet Hot American Summer. It's hilarious. It's it's actually the breakout role for so many actors. Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd. Uh, you have Bradley Cooper in there. I think that was his first movie. Um, Michael Ian Black. Who's that I mean, guy, you, you that have guy from uh, Law and Order. Is his name Christopher or something? Oh yeah, uh, Christopher Maloney, right? Is that yeah, and, and uh, I don't know if that was his first role or because I mean, it, obviously he's he was middle aged already, but that movie is an in, in, incredible work of comedy. I can't stress that enough. And the movie Wanderlust by David Wayne still with Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. Please, please watch that movie. I, I actually emailed David Wayne to tell him because I, after I saw Wanderlust, I was so, I guess, taken aback by, by how great it was, again, in my opinion, uh, that I emailed him like found his contact info online and emailed him just to tell him, Hey, this, this movie, I, I mean, I just think it's super funny and it's in definitely way up there in my, in my category of funny movies. And he wrote me back saying, thanks, man. That made my so day. So you wrote him back and he said, that made my day and I'm going to follow you forever. What if it wasn't his real contact info and it was just some dude just playing along just to make you feel nice. <laughs> <laughs> same guy who was the killer in Joyride is the same guy behind that email. <laughs> you know, I actually spoke to him again. Not spoke to him, but I, I wrote to him through correspondence again uh, for when I was saying, because I, I don't know if people knew this, but you can contact your nearest cinema, and if you pay them enough, they'll screen a movie for you there for like a private party. And I had called Alamo Draft oh. House 
to see if they could do a screening for Wanderlust of the Bizarro version. Because if anyone's seen Wanderlust, you've probably bought the DVD um, or Blu-ray. But if you haven't, on the Blu-ray, there's a special feature that's called the Bizarro version of Wanderlust. And it's the whole movie Wanderlust, except it's all the improvised lines that they didn't use in the movie. So they have the whole plot intact, but all the jokes are just, I, I mean, some would say even worse, because some, some of this comedy is just so fucking out there that it really doesn't land for some people. So I'm sure that this would be like an even worse version, but a lot of people don't know about it. So what I wanted to do was screen that for as many people as I can get to show up. Uh, and they said that they would, but that they needed to have some sort of permission. I, I can't remember what they needed, but I, I had to contact David Wayne and I did. And he responded saying that, that yeah, they could have a possible screening where he would be there. But then the, the correspondence just stopped there, man. I was, oh. I was hoping that, that there would be some Whoa. sort of follow-up. Yeah, but uh, he yeah he said uh, we we could possibly do a screening. So if that's open in the future, and I'll tag him on onto this podcast, and hopefully he'll fast forward way the fuck to this part. But I'm definitely open to the idea. You don't even have to pay David Wayne. Save your precious <laughs> little Stella money. I'm not here to I'm not here to rock your boat like that. Don't, All right. Don't patch. Don't patronize David Wayne. Don't 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 patronize. Pa- patronize. <laughs> don't don't insult patronize him. You would want me to patronize them. Or do patronize them. We want to patronize them and not patronize them, right? Did he leave you on read? Is that what happened? (laughs) Well, I responded to him saying, yes, let's get something going. But, I mean, at that point, what do I expect him to do? Like, I need to have everything finalized and ready, good to go, so he can show up for just what he needs to do, which is basically just fucking be there. Maybe, maybe give like a little bit of insight on what the fuck this, how this bizarre version came to be. But uh, I, I totally understand. I mean, what is he going to do? Like go out of his way to, to set up a whole screener on his own and then let me know, Hey, Javier finished. Come on down. Like, uh, I get it. Like if, if it was a more concrete thing where I was maybe more invested into the idea and, and, maybe pursued it a little a little more heavy or heavily uh it would have been some sort of a real tangible thing but i appreciate the fucking response to begin with just imagine the possibility of of something like that happening is great and hopefully if it does in the future because i mean this guy seems like the coolest fucking guy uh for even considering something like that uh so if that ever happens in the future i invite everybody to come out did you did you um I'm sorry I can't get off the email thing but when, when you asked him were you like hey this is the guy who made your day that one time I was wondering if I could ask you a favor No I didn't <laughs> um, and, I w- and now I'm I'm calling it in <laughs> I made your day <laughs> you make mine. Remember, yeah. I hooked you up with that good day, you know. And I'll, 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 you'll be. I mean, I guess you'll be happy to know that I didn't delete the email. I still have it, and <laughs> I look at it three times a day. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wall. It's this wallpaper. <laughs> it is my wallpaper, and I check it at least five or six times a day. That's our episode of the Film Vice, everybody. Thanks for tuning in taking the time out of your day to listen to us rant about incoherent nonsense 
I've been Javier, that's Paul, and our special guest, Mark Levitt, thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter, at the Film Vice. That's at the Film Vice. You can also follow us on Facebook. Send us a message with the topic that you'd like to hear on the show. You might hear it pop up in an episode. Thanks again for tuning in. See you later.